Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Sunday morning as I was sitting on the front row and I just uh, looked over to my right and I began to see these young people over there on that side and the way they were worshiping God. At first in the joyous part of the service and then later in that time where it was just very quiet. And God began to talk to me about those people that generally sit right over there. You know, they were, they were teens, they were college age, they were young adults, and, and, and the word expectation came up. And so this afternoon, that's what, I, that's what I've been looking at. And, and, I, and I, I see a little something a little different tonight than, than what I've talked about as far as expectation in times past. And so I, I'm, 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 talking, I'm talking to these younger people, but I'm talking to everybody else of any age as well. But God had them on my heart. My attention was directed to them, was focused on them. But it really is going to apply to everybody. So with that in mind, what is expectation? So I've got four different sort of definitions of expectation. Number one, the prospect of a future good or profit or action. Number two, the act of looking forward to with reason or justification. Number three, a confident belief, usually for good reason, that an event will occur. And number four, something looked forward to. Now, with that in mind, go with me to one of my favorite scriptures and has been for a long time, Jeremiah 29, 11. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 29, 11. God's talking. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. That's the King James. Now, the NIV, the one that we, so many people are most familiar with, says a future and a hope. Well, in the NIV, it says a future and a hope. In the Moffat's translation, it says a hope for the future. In the Jerusalem translation, it says a future full of hope for you. Young's literal says posterity and hope. And the Knox translation says a destiny and a hope. Well, I looked up the word that says, that says expected there. Got my concordance out, looked it up, and in the Hebrew, that word is tikva, T-I-Q-V-A-H. Really easy to say, thank goodness. Uh, tikva, and it means hope, live, Thing that I long for. Well, that sent me over to Hebrews 11. So go with me to Hebrews 11. You know, the Word of God is so multifaceted that you see different things at different times out of the very same scriptures. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence 
of things not seen. One translation says the confident expectation. And that word hoped, right there, I went back to the concordance again. And of course, you know, the New Testament was written in Greek. So the Greek word right there for hoped also means expectation. So you've got God talking over in Jeremiah about he wants to give you an expected end. And in Hebrews, it's telling you that faith is the substance of the things that you're expecting. Now, you know, in, in Jeremiah, you know, one place it says, I know the plans I have for you. Not just the, the thoughts, but the plans. And here is where we, we're going to go tonight. God has a plan for your life. He's always had a plan for your life. But just because God has said he has a plan for you, he has a plan for your life, doesn't mean it's going to come to pass. Just because he said it. We have to have an expectation that lines up with his expectation. Our plans are going to have to get in line with his plans. Our plans are going to have to become his plans. Now, I know, you know, it's, you know, we can all have expectations of different kinds about what we want to do with our life and where we want to go. But, you know, it's, it's really, if it's out of sync with God's expectation, with God's plans, then we miss it if our plans are not the same as his, even though what we might be wanting, planning for our life might be a good thing. I recall the day before I married Pastor, so we were very young, and he informed me when we first started dating that he was going to be a millionaire before he ever got married. I keep asking him, where is it? Where have you been hiding it all these years? Fifty years nearly have come and gone. Where's that million bucks? And so, you know, we can all have plans. We can all have goals. That's what an expectation is. It's a goal. We can all have them, but are they the same as God's plans? Are they the same as God's goals for our lives? We get so sidetracked sometimes by our own thoughts and our own intentions and our own, you know, likes and dislikes and what we think we want out of life and, and all that kind of stuff. But really, when it all boils down to it, you know, the only way we're going to ever really have real joy at the end of our life, the real contentment, a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction at the end of our journey is if we make sure our plans line up with God's plans because they are plans that are chosen, not imposed. God does not impose his plan on you. You have to choose his plan. You have to choose his plan just like Jesus chose his plan. Jesus could have said, Father, I ain't going down there that earth. There's a bunch of crazy people down there. I mean, you know, you've seen what they've done before. Why would I want to go down there? I mean, after all, you threatened to destroy him and Moses talked you out of it. And you sent to destroy all those other people. And, and Abraham talked you out of destroying everybody down there in Sodom and Gomorrah. And all these other times, you know, you, you know, he's, why do I want to go down there with that bunch of people? But he chose to line himself up with God's plan. And see, for us, every day, it's a choice to line ourselves up with God's plan. 
You know, we don't really know all the time where, where God's plans are going to take us. And sometimes we wonder what seems to be the leading of the Lord. Why are we doing this? And what in the world has God got in mind? What in the world is he thinking? Where I, I don't understand this. But we need to get in sync with God's plan. We need to get in sync and stay in sync. And for younger people, let me tell you, the best time to get in sync with God's plan is now, not later. Too many of us live with regret because of the detours we've taken along the way, the mistakes we've made, the bad relationships we've been in, all the different things that have transpired in our lives that have caused us to miss the plan of God. And so the best time to get, to get in line is now. And it's best to stay in line with God's plan. You know, we, we kind of think, well, sometimes, well, it's awfully hard. It's really not. The flesh is very strong, is what you're saying when you say it's hard. The flesh man is, is moving into preeminence over the spirit man. That's what makes life hard. You know, life can be hard or it can be easy. It's, it's what we choose. Because when we choose the right thing, we choose God's plan, the grace of God to do what we need to do comes with it. You know, my, my oldest child set a great goal for himself. I don't know. I, I, I don't believe it was just a self-serving goal. I, I believe it was a God-inspired goal. As soon as he walked in the door at Santa Fe High School in his ninth grade, he went up to the, to the wall in the auditorium that has a list of all the names of all the valedictorians up to that point. And he came down to the year 1988 and said, my name is going to be right there. And he worked toward that. And uh, I remember one year, he, I think it was his junior year, he took a girl named Kim to the, to the promise, and they came to the house first, and, and she was, I mean, she and he were neck and neck academically. She's a doctor today, you know. But uh, anyway, they were, I said, you do know he's going to be valedictorian, right? She kind of looked at him, and he said, Mom. And I said, hey, that's what you've been saying all this time. So, you know, when 1988 came, guess whose name was on that plaque? And he honestly, he took his opportunity at graduation to give a great speech on what true success is. It was godly success. His desire and his goal to become valedictorian gave him an opportunity to speak the word in front of several thousand people. So you know what? There are times when we kind of think, well, maybe that's just me. You know, it's just, you know, my, you know, you know, something I want to do, just, you know, promote myself. And sometimes it's God. Because there's an opportunity. I don't know to this day who that might have impacted that night. That was when they still did it out on the field, you know, outside in the heat and the bugs. You know, it was real fun. Uh, but you, you don't know who that impacted that night. If it only impacted one person. If it, only, if it only got through to just one person out of that crowd, then his goal that he had been looking for and working toward for four years was worth every bit of it. So sometimes God will put inside you a desire or a goal that on the surface doesn't seem like it's all that spiritual, but when all is said and done, what's the end result? 
But see, it's, it's, it's incumbent upon us to follow God step by step. And if there's anything I've learned over the years is it has to be step by step. Because if you knew some of the things God was going to take you to and have you do 20 years from now, it might scare you. It might say, hey, no, 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 no. And you would let the devil convince you that that was not a thing that was possible. That you weren't capable of it, that there's no way that could happen. You know, but you never know what's going to happen 20 years from now. You don't really know what's going to happen two weeks from now. You don't really know what's going to happen tomorrow. But when we get in sync with his plans, then everything is followed out. And, and so many times the reason he only gives it to us step by step is because we need to learn to grow in some things as we go step by step into his plan. You're not ready yet for what he has for you. And so the, the step by step helps get you to that place that you're ready to, to do something significant. But I never, ever, ever take lightly anything along the route as being insignificant. There is always significance to anything that we do as we follow the Lord. You may not recognize it, but heaven has an account of those things. But it, it, we have to stay in a place where we're lined up with him. He's got such wonderful plans. His plans are the best plans. His plan is always a good plan. His plan is the right plan. No, no matter what, his plan is the right plan for you. It's the best plan for you. He, kept, he keeps you in mind all along the way even though sometimes it might be hard. You know, as a parent, I had great expectations for my children, and so I put great demands on them as they were growing up. From the time they learned to walk, they were given responsibility. It was part of the expectation of them growing into men who could, who could lead families successfully. You know, whose toy is that? Mine? What are you supposed to do with it? Put it away. Well, then you need to put it away. Whose room is that? It's mine. Then you need to clean it up. You know, when they would come and say, oh, my room's clean. I'd say, you need to clean your room. They'd come back and say, oh, my room's clean. I said, if I go in there, will I say it's clean? Just a minute. <laughs> See, sometimes we do that to God. God said, are you ready for this? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. He said, really? Would I say you're ready? And we go, just a minute, just a minute, just a minute. We do that to him. We do. Uh, no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't. No, I didn't take quite take care of that just yet, Father. I, I gotta go do that. But you know what? There, there are things that we we look at sometimes that we think God's being very demanding of us. He's not. He's trying to help you. He's trying to help you get to a place where you will succeed in the plan he has laid out for you. 
So just because it seems like it's hard, it's difficult, it's not easy. Life is not easy, okay? For the person who says life is easy, I just want to have a chat with you and find out, you know, really? Really? Is this because you're just letting everybody just kind of roll you around from place to place and you're, and you're, and you're never taking a stand for anything? What is, what is it? Because it's not an easy life. It can be easy with God because he can help make it easy. But from the outside, it doesn't look so easy. On the inside, we know we got this. Oh, I got this. God's got my back. I got this. He got the answers I need. Everything's fine, wonderful. I can, I can do this. But, you know, it's, it's God's biggest expectation of us is, is, in, is in conjunction with our relationship with him. You know, you can lay out expectations for your children, and God has, has laid them out for us. What does, he ex- what does he expect out of me? Well, in the general sense, he expects us to love him, to spend time with him, to grow with him, to trust him, to be a minister and a witness for him. To live a life that brings glory to him and to love one another. Those are his overall expectations of everybody. And then he customizes his plan for each one of us after that. There is a specific path for each one of us to follow. There's a specific plan he has for you and for me. You know, there, we don't all follow the same line we don't always follow the same road. We don't always follow the same path in, in, in life. You know, I, it's, 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 been, it's been real um, tough for me over the years, you know, to have people come here, you know, and then God send them somewhere else. But I don't want you to go. But see, God has a plan for them, you know. And so part of the plan for, for him for, in my life is to let them go. Let my people go. Yes, let my people go. You know, so when I, when I sent Jonna off to Russia, when I send I can send you off to Canada, when we send different people to different places, it's like, oh, Lord. He always assures me he'll bring somebody. He'll bring somebody else in to replace them, to fill the spots that they filled, and, and, and to bring us up to another level. And I just say, okay. I have to trust that, but I still miss them, Lord, you know. But they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. But that's, you know, I miss them because then that's because our hearts were knit together. And see, God's plan is never for that to unravel. He intends for that to continue. And so as we go on our lives, you know, people come in and out of our, our, our lives, you know. God moves them to other places, you know, and different things. And, and sometimes we, you know, we, we have people who, who go to heaven and we, and we know that they're part, they're part of us still and they're in our future. But he still has a plan for us no matter what. No matter who comes in and who leaves our lives, no matter what, he's still got a plan for our lives that isn't dependent on other people but just us dependent on what God is saying to us and how he's leading us and how he's directing us and how he's laying it out, the path for us. Hallelujah. Many of us live well below his expectations for us because we don't really believe that it's possible for us to live in the kind of plan that he's got for us or to attain that plan. Many of us don't enjoy all that God can put in our lives. 
I have a relative that long time ago, oh my goodness, it's been a long, long, long time ago. She's older than I am. She's a family member, you know, a relative and, and um, wonderful lady. I mean, she was just one of the sweetest people you'd ever want to meet. But she wasn't the kind of person who really dated too much. I mean, I don't think she ever really dated. And so she was um, introduced to a gentleman, I think, at at church, a church function of some kind. It wasn't, uh, her father was a pastor as well, and and um, I don't remember where she met this this man. It had to be church-related. And uh, she started dating him, and, and then he asked her to marry him, and, and um, so she, she did. But I remember we went out for the wedding. They lived in another state. We went out for the wedding, and she just seemed so down in the dumps the day before the wedding. And I kind of was like, well, what's wrong? I know PG was a baby. I mean, a real baby, less than a year old, for this during this wedding. And and she said, "Well, I feared it was my last chance." She didn't have a concept that God had somebody picked out for her, that she didn't have to settle for anything less than what she knew in her heart was God's right person for her. Fortunately, they've made a go of it, and they're still married today. But it wasn't always easy. There were, there were bumps in the road all along the way. Not to say that when the person that God has for you comes in, there's not going to be bumps, because you've got two people with flesh living in the same house. You know, and, and two people with flesh equals bumps, you know, from time to time. And so, but, you know, I, I just thought, you know, there are some people who, who live well below what God wants for them because they don't, they don't understand that God's already provided everything in their lives that they'll ever need, including spouses. Don't settle unless you know that it's God. Don't settle because the person that you marry and I'm talking a lot to you guys, the person that you get in a relationship with, the person that you marry has a, has a definite, direct, and big impact on your ability to follow what God has for you. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. There are people being called to certain things and they marry the wrong person and they're just detoured, just totally detoured. They, now they are, they are by, God expects once you say I do to stay I do and to stay I do. Once you've made a commitment to somebody, now that's God's choice. It might have been not been the, the right choice at the time, but now it's the choice. And now you have to do everything in your power to make sure that that works. <laughs> I, I, you know, we've, we've experienced some people over the years who, you know, suddenly decided that I, I married wrong, so I'm just going to get a divorce. Uh, no. No, 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 no. Just because you married wrong doesn't mean you have the liberty to say, oh, I'm going to undo this. Now, and now I'm going to go out and find the right person. Listen, if you think that the undoing it is the right thing to do, you've got no business for looking, somebody, for looking for somebody else because you're not going to make the right choice either next time anyway because you're making the wrong choice now. When you say I do to somebody, it's I do. 
not, I, I will until, until I get a better offer, until I don't feel like it anymore. You know, we get this little, I've fallen in love and out of love with people, you know, a little confused sometimes. You know, once you've said I do, that is it. And so you don't ever say it until you mean it and understand what you're doing and know that God has put you together. You know, I look back at our lives and I'm thinking a 16 and 17-year-old backslidden teenagers did not make the right choice, but it's turned out well. Because we didn't give up. The grace of God kept us in the, in the places that were hard. Stubborn determination worked the rest of the time. Um, you, you, it just, you, you do what it takes. And God can make a success out of it. And God can still bring things back to a place, you know, where, where it looks like it was meant to be all along. Isn't that wonderful that God can take it and make the plan work still? You know, being raised in a pastor's house, I mean, it, 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 looks, it looks to me like God had this, this journey in mind all along. And I'm here, but did I, did I, was it the exact way he wanted? I don't know. But all I have to be concerned about is this is where I'm at right now. And this is what I'm doing. And I know right now that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And so, so you, you need to understand then that God will always, it's what we can expect out of God. He will always love us without limit or qualification. Our expectation of him is this. He will love us without limit or qualification. He will always do what he said he would do. He will always respond to our faith. He will hold nothing against us. He will fill us with his power. He will always lead and guide us. And he will continually reveal himself to us. See, there are expectations he has of us. There are expectations that we have of him. God, if I'm going to follow your plan, this is what I expect of you. This is, this is a two-way street. Remember, we've talked in the past about the fact that our life with God is a cooperation. It's a partnership with him. And so there's, there's a give and take. Many of us don't ever reach the plan that God has for us because we look at our own capabilities or lack thereof. Sometimes we look at ourselves as being, oh, I am so all that. You know, I can do this on my own. No, you can't. Whatever capabilities you have are something that God put in you to start with. Just because you don't think you have the capacity or the capability doesn't mean God can't put it there. It doesn't matter what your capabilities are. It just matters what God's plan is. And whatever God's plan is, he will equip you to fulfill the plan. His equipment's already available to you. He's already got things lined up. He's got things in motion. He's got things ready, waiting for you all along the way so that you're fully equipped to do what you, what you need to do. Sometimes people don't reach forward because they haven't really discovered how good God is. Just like my cousin, she didn't know how, how good God was and that God had a, had a spouse for her. Somebody she'd have been really, 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 really happy to marry, eager to marry. You know, and it, it saddened me that day to hear her talk like that. I mean, somebody ought to be just beaming and giddy and all that when they're about to get married, but she wasn't. And it, it, was, it was a sad thing. But you know what? For those of us who've lived life longer, here's one of the things that we need to remember. Philippians 3.13. Let's go over there real quick. Philippians 3.13. 
We're going to start in the middle of the verse. It says, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. You know, sometimes we need to, we need to put the past in the past, good and bad. If you're constantly turning around and looking at the good things in your life, you won't see the good things coming up. You'll, you'll just go right by the good things that God's got for you and never recognize them, never appreciate what God's put in there because you're too busy looking at what you had. God's got good things in store. It doesn't matter. Whatever was good in the past, he's got good still. There's still good coming up. There's still good anticipating Good things for you in the future. Today is a day for good things. Tomorrow is a day for gooder things. And the next day for even gooder things. So, so appreciate the good things of life that was, but look forward to the good things God's got planned. He has a plan. He really does. And other people are, are looking at all things that, they're, that were bad. Stop. Stop. Whether it was something that bad that happened to you or something bad that you did, it doesn't matter. Forget those things that are behind you. Turn and face the future knowing God has a plan and I'm going to get in sync with his plan. It goes on and it says, uh, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to the things that are before the uh, one uh, ASV's translation says, stretching forward to the things which are before. 20th century says, straining every nerve for that which lies before me. You know what? Just, just looking, and looking at the future, just standing there going, okay, I'm ready. It's not going to get you anywhere. Because we have to reach for those things. You know, just like I said before, just because God has good plans for you doesn't mean they're going to come to pass without your cooperation. And, and sometimes we have to reach out and grab a hold of them. And sometimes we have to pull them toward us. We have to what is it, stretch. I mean, you, you ever have, you know, like I can, I'm short, okay? And so when I go to a grocery store or Walmart and the one thing I want is on the top shelf, I have to stretch to get to it. My goal, my plan right there for that minute is to get that thing that's on that top shelf. But I'm not going to get it just by standing there going, Lord, I know it's your plan for me to have that box of Wheaties. I know it's your plan. I know it's your plan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He expects me to do something. So I stretch to get that. And when I've done all I can, if the stretch is enough, I say, hey, sir, you're taller than I am. Can you come help me? When you've, when you've done all you can do, God will provide the help to get you the rest of the way so that your effort of stretching materializes in some good success. We're stretching toward those things. We're putting effort into those things. We're putting, we're putting our whole self into that. That box of Wheaties is going home with me. No matter what it takes, it's going home with me. See, we, when we see the goal, when we see the next, the next place here, the next thing that God has for us, we have to be so determined to get a hold of it, to reach it, to make it mine that we'll do whatever it takes or, or, or 
<laughs> recruit whoever needs to be there to help me. You, you have to do that. And it says, I press toward the mark. Um, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Rotherham says, with the goal in view. Wayman says, I push on to secure. Taylor translation says, I strain to reach the end of the race. There's effort in every one of those translations. Our effort to make sure we're doing what we need to do to reach the goal. Hallelujah. So no matter where you are in life, no matter what age you are, he still has a plan that he expects to come to pass. Whether you're 18 or 80, he still has a plan. Don't sit back and say, well, I'm, I'm 80. You know, I've done it all and there's nothing else to do. No, until you take your last breath on this earth, there's still a plan in motion. There's still a plan. There is no retirement. Retirement doesn't even come when you get to heaven. But it certainly doesn't come down here. You are still obligated, if you're going to serve God, to find out what the plan is for tomorrow. If you're 80, and if you're going to die on Tuesday and it's Monday, God still has a plan for Monday. He does. And it's up to us to get in line and get in, get in, in the place where we can, we can actually cooperate with his plan no matter what. No matter what your history, no matter what your track record is. I mean, I, I have failed so miserably so many times. Oh, no matter how many mistakes, no matter how many detours you've taken, no matter how many family responsibilities might try to derail God's plan, he's still got a plan. One of my most favorite things, and I talk about it when we go out to California to the Bible school students because many of them are older people. It's not just young people in, in this Bible school. A lot, of, a lot of people who are in retirement years go, go to their Bible school. And so I tell them, I said, you know, God's still got a plan. And I go back to Miss Jackie, who is, by the way, going to come home on, on Sunday. Hallelujah. I can't wait to see her. But, you know, she had, she had it in her heart as a teenager to do something with missions. And her, and her pastor talked her out of it. So she went on to school. She got married. She had kids. She raised her kids. Then she took care of her parents. And when the day came that her family responsibilities were kind of past, that she had fulfilled them, she went back to the original plan of God. And she's, I mean, who is 65 and goes to Tajikistan? I mean, really. But because in her heart, she never lost sight of the fact that God had a plan for her. She may have been a few years delayed. But she got back in sync with his plan. But does that mean that all along the path to, to getting there, that she didn't do what she could? Oh, no, she was a tremendous blessing. Everywhere she went and in every department she worked. I mean, the years she spent in the primary department has yielded wonderful fruit. I'm telling you, that was her mission field all these years until she could get actually overseas. So she modified the plan. God and her were able to modify the plan until she, could, she was free 
from obligations that she had, naturally speaking, to go fulfill the ultimate plan that God had for her all the time. What a blessing to hang on to that that long and to do what she could in the meantime. You know, sometimes people will say, well, God's got a plan for me, and, well, I can't do it, so, you know, I'm just going to sit here and wait until I can. No, 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 no. If you really want God's plan to come into your life, just because you can't do it right this minute, if you really want his plan to, to really work in your life, you better get busy doing now what you can do. You better, you better making sure you've proven yourself faithful where you are so that he can take you into what he in, intended for you all along. Because you can derail that plan by unfaithfulness. You can derail that plan by just sitting back and saying, well, you know, it's too late. I can't do it. You know, sometimes we, we you know, we, we can, as, as, as individuals, we can let things like physical limitations derail us from saying yes to God's plans. Any kind of, any kind of, of, of limitation, any kind of, of incapacity, we can just use that as an excuse to say, no, I can't do it. No, I can't do it. And not even look to see if there is a plan, much less what it is. I mean, I look at, I look at little Miss Jenny, you know, and I know Jimmy and, and Leslie, right after she was born, Jimmy came here as a teenager, and then we didn't see him for a long time. He was out of church. When he has a child born with a, with a problem, he told Leslie, Leslie wasn't a churchgoer. Now, where are you, Leslie? No. <laughs> and he said, we're going to church. Well, she thought just any church would do. And he goes, oh, no, 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 not any church, not any church. I know where we've got to go. And they walked in the door when Jenny was how old? Three weeks? Three weeks old. And said, she's been born with Down syndrome and a hole in her heart. But, we're, but Jimmy said, I know I'm in the right place. This is where I had to come. And to this day, she's never had to have surgery. She's exceeded everybody's natural expectations. She is on track to fulfill the plan of God for her life. And she will. She will. She, that tells me that there is no physical or mental limitation that can stop the plan of God if you don't let it stop you. There's always a way. Always a way. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't miss out on what God has for you. Don't settle for less than what he wants you to have what he wants you to enjoy, what he wants you to do. Don't let family background, don't let economic status, don't let education or anything else stop you from just saying, God, if that's your plan, I, that's wonderful. I don't know how we're going to do it, but I'm with you. Listen, I'm a little country girl. I was born in Newberry. You know, my father was born and raised in Newberry. You know, and as far as I was concerned, I would always be a little country girl. And if God had not, had not led us the way he led us, I'd still consider myself a little country girl. There is no way in my limited thinking I could ever have really understood what God was going to take me to. Not just a church. People think High Springs is such a little town. What are you doing there? But you know what? I just always say, that's where God's plan took us. And that's where God's plan keeps us. And that's where God's plan is going to keep us until he says otherwise. This is where we're supposed to be. But in the meantime, 
We've, we, we've, I've, I've been able to go places that I never would have dreamed of. I've been able to meet people I would never have dreamed of. God has, given, has put me in, in, in places where I've made connections with people that, except for the plan of God, could not have happened. I mean, it's, it's amazing. God's plan will take you places you never thought of. It'll connect you to people you never dreamed of being able to meet. It'll, give you, it'll, it'll help you do things you never thought possible, naturally speaking. But I'm telling you, when you start looking at it from a spiritual standpoint instead of a natural standpoint, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible. There are, there are no goals too high that God can't take care of it. Spiritually speaking, we need to set some expectations of our relationship with God for ourselves. Number one, an increased knowledge of the Word. More accurate in being led by the Spirit. More responsive to that leading. A stronger prayer life. An increased desire for the things of God. A better doer of the Word. More ready to share with others the gospel. Keeping my heart and my motives right. That's something that's an everyday task, I'm telling you. My speech always being gracious. You know, it led me back to Psalm 1914, a scripture that's just really just dear to my heart because of the lady that taught me as a junior high girl. This was a scripture we ended with every single Sunday morning after, at the end of Sunday school. And it's, and it's let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. That's, that's, a, that's a good goal right there. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. In your sight, Lord. In your sight. Now, naturally speaking, economically, you know, you need to expose yourself to a higher standard of living. Now, keep in mind when I say that, that I don't mean for you to become materialistic. I mean for you to to expose yourself to better things in life that God would like for you to have. Sometimes we don't expect more because we don't know there's more out there. A number of years ago, we were on on an RMAI uh, outing, and and it was a a fun night, and it was a riverboat cruise up. I forget the name of the river down in the Miami-Dade area, and we were going up on this riverboat cruise and going to go to this little island where there was a, a dinner and a, you know, a comedy show, and that was our little event outing for this, for this particular meeting. And uh, along the way, we were going up this river, and you could see all these yachts and things docked at, at all these different places along the path, and the, the guy on the boat was saying, you know, that yacht right there uh, cost an estimated uh, $100,000 per linear foot to build. And you're going, whoo. Pastor poked me. He said, you know, the Bible says the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. We don't even know what they've got. We don't have a clue what they've got. Stretch yourself. That really is stretching yourself so that you can apply your faith to a, a next higher level of living. I came from a poor family, and I don't live in a poor family now. But see, God has to expose us sometimes, and we have to expose ourselves to something that's beyond what we're used to so that we can put a demand on those things, 
not from a materialistic point of view, but as a demonstration of how good God is, how much he wants to bless us, and how much he wants to funnel his blessing through us. Economic blessing is not just for you. Always keep that in mind. Part of your plan and part of God's plan, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, is for you to be blessed financially so that you can be a blessing. He wants you to be a demonstration and a manifestation of that blessing, but he also wants you to be a conduit of that blessing. Never stingy, never greedy, never selfish, but always willing to do your part in whatever project or whatever assignment he gives you to use that money for. So those are things, you know, they're part of the plan. And it's things that you learn early. If you're going to succeed, you have to learn them early and you have to keep hold of them. And so maybe the status quo right now is all you can handle, but don't let it be your norm. And you keep thinking, well, I, I don't know about all that. You know, I, you know I, I, I don't know. Go over to Philippians 2.13. But it's God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So I want to leave you with this tonight, that God's got a plan for your life. Just saying that is not enough. You must have the same goal that he has. You must find out what his plan is, and you must agree with, cooperate with, and work the plan that he has for your life. The sooner you do it, the better. But it's never too late to learn. It's never too late to get back on track. It's never too late to see success. It's always God's plan. No matter how old you are, no matter no matter what your situation in life, no matter what your anything is, you are not hampered by that as far as God is concerned. Don't you let it hamper you because His plans are the best plans. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.